0: This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry.
1: This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for August 7th, 2010. Our top stories this week offer security insights for physician group practices that are planning to acquire their first electronic health record systems. Experts stress that a critical first step is to conduct a thorough risk assessment. Other key steps include make widespread use of encryption, adopt authentication technology, especially for remote access from day one, protect paper records during the transition, and devote extra attention to security training. They also advise group practices to ask EHR vendors a long list of questions about security, including what methods of encryption access control and authentication are offered? Is the vendor willing to be audited to make sure it is continually in compliance with HIPAA? How will the company test for new vulnerabilities and generate patches? And if the EHR is remotely hosted, what security architecture does the vendor use? And what's the vendor's approach to physical security at its data center? In this week's featured interview, Fred Cruz, IT Director at American Hospice, says making extensive use of encryption is the key to ensuring the security of patient information accessed remotely via mobile devices, such as smartphones. Cruz describes how home health aides at the hospice use smartphones while visiting patients. He outlines his security strategy, noting a virtual private network communicates with the firewall and creates a secure tunnel using encryption. Both the patient data and the home health application that resides on the phones are encrypted, and the phones are password protected, an essential step in case the devices are lost. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review.
0: Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars.
1: Welcome back. In other news this week, some smaller practices with limited budgets are turning to new secure email options. For example, Core Empowerment Group in Benton, Arkansas, and the Orthopedic Institute in Sioux Falls, South Dakota are using an encrypted communications platform hosted by MaxMD. The small physician group practices are using the remotely hosted email system instead of implementing a patient portal or investing in encryption software to install on their own servers. And in this week's featured blog, Patient Privacy Rights, an advocacy group headed by Dr. Deborah Peel is declaring that the tabling of the final version of the high tech act breach notification rule by federal regulators quote a win for health privacy advocates unquote but it remains to be seen precisely how regulators will tweak the final rule so we'll see if the declaration of victory is premature In a statement recently posted on its website, the Department of Health and Human Services acknowledged that it had withdrawn its proposed final version of the rule from administrative review by the Office of Management and Budget. That's the final step before regulation becomes official. HHS said it was making the move, quote, to allow for further consideration given the department's experience to date in administering the regulations, close quote. Some consumer advocates, including patient privacy rights, as well as several members of Congress, criticized the harm standard provision in the interim final rule, which is now in effect. That provision allows healthcare organizations and their business associates to conduct a risk assessment to determine whether a particular data security breach represents significant risk and thus needs to be reported to those affected. Patient privacy rights called the pending reworking of the final rule a huge step in the right direction. The group calls the harm standard a blatant disregard for patients' rights to be notified of all breaches. If, indeed, the harm standard is yanked, it will be interesting to watch whether the change leads to a spike in the number of major breaches reported. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.